1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. I remember the 15th of August, 1998, very well. It was a Saturday. It was a beautiful day, beautiful summer's day. And I had agreed to cover a shift in the newsroom that afternoon because there was a colleague on holidays. And as I was driving in, I was regretting that decision because it was a gorgeous day and I would much prefer to have done something else. But you make a commitment, you make a commitment. I came in and within about 20 minutes of my landing in the newsroom, all hell had broken loose in Oma. Literally, all hell had broken broken loose in, in Oma. We weren't long after The signing of the Good Friday Agreement. This was the most awful thing to happen. On a sunny summer Saturday afternoon during what was a festival in a very beautiful place. I've been to Sioma over the last couple of years. Gorgeous town. Beautiful town. And here's just a reminder of the coverage of the day. This is taken from the BBC... 9 o'clock, was it 6 o'clock? BBC 6 o'clock news of that particular day.
0: The bomb ripped out the heart of a town packed with shoppers and with people enjoying Omer's annual carnival day. A warning of some 40 minutes was given that the bomb had been placed at the courthouse at one end of the main street. Police moved in to clear the area. People here say they were shepherded to the other end of the street and that is where the bomb went off. Much of the main street was destroyed. The crowds took the full impact of the blast. In one moment, a bright Saturday afternoon became carnage and mayhem. The scores of injured, many horribly mutilated, overwhelmed the local hospital. We have dozens and dozens and dozens of casualties. In fact, uh, some are very seriously and very critically injured. And really, I think we're talking up in up a hundred. You know, between the rain, ranging from very very critically to to minor police commandeered a bus to take the less seriously wounded for treatment. Many of those who did not die in the blast died on their way to hospital or in the operating theatre. Such are the injuries, the number of dead seems likely to rise. By far the worst single atrocity in the long and bloody modern history of Northern Ireland. Chris West, BBC News, over.
1: 25 years ago, this very day. Some of the most hardened journalists in Northern Ireland those seen it all that day. I remember Anne Cadwallader who was our Northern correspondent at the time. Anne was almost in tears filing her reports. The great Eamon Malley was so moved. I know there's Joe Oliver wonderful Joe Oliver They, they, they could barely take into it their heads what it happened peter mcvery is a station director with u105 part of the wireless group of stations hey, peter you're in oma today do you remember that day good morning
2: I, I, I do. Good morning to you, PJ. I'm a bit of a, um, I was a cub reporter, if you like, back then. I was hitting 24, maybe 25, and I was working in the Belfast Telegraph like you. Um, we, we heard about what had happened, and um, given the way we had print deadlines, I went down on the Sunday and then ended up staying there for... For the guts of a week, covering the aftermath and the impact and you 'll remember as well that because of the the the, the um, impetus that there was, we had we had royalty, we had prime ministers with the Taoiseach, um shortly afterwards we 'd Bill Clinton as well, all coming to Oma so, oh in the aftermath of because as you say, it revolted people so much, it was the single biggest atrocity uh in the troubles, and it came. You know, four short months after we'd agreed the Good Friday Agreement, three short months um, uh, after the referendum when the people had voted in the majority to, to <laughs> push forward with the power-sharing government, and everybody hoped that those bad days were behind us. And there's a there's a certain irony then, PJ, in the fact that the, the worst single the atrocity to get in the Troubles comes months after we all thought the Troubles were hoped they were over,
1: because it was carried out by a group who didn't agree with the Good Friday Agreement, who didn't agree with the ceasefire, the
2: real IRA. Yes, it was, and, and and sadly, the the families, you know, spent 23 years uh, campaigning for for justice and for an inquiry. It was only in February of this year that the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Chris Heaton-Harris, announced that they would get their inquiry. What's called a statutory inquiry, um, a retired Scottish judge, um, the Right Honourable Lord Hutton, has been appointed to head that up. If people have heard of him before, any of your listeners, he was involved as one of the prosecutors on the Pan Am um, flight that that exploded um, over Lockerbie. He is currently working on his terms of reference. He was with the families in Oma as recently as last week talking about those terms of reference but you know nobody has ever been criminally convicted yes. pj of um of what happened in Omah in that day there were some civil convictions through a court where the where the the level and the threshold you need to get to is lower there was a, a, a conviction in relation to oma but not for planting the bomb for example yeah. and you know those families have never had any justice and, and even within the family some people You know, there's a 25th anniversary event that happened on Sunday and it was down for the Memorial Gardens whenever there were prayers said and a moment of reflection led by the Interchurches Forum in town. There's this more private event this afternoon when they will lay wreaths and say some prayers in memory of all of those. But even the families themselves are unsure of how to mark it. You know, they did a 20th anniversary and then they stopped. They've now decided to do a 25th anniversary. Some people just want to, you know, in the nicest possible way, forget about yeah. it. Other people are determined to go right to the end and they want to see people serve time. And them where we're at with the span of time and the fact that we're a generation on, you know, many of those who, who were involved but not convicted have now passed away. Others may well pass away between now and the time that there can be an investigation um, after any statutory inquiry and any prosecution. So, you know, it's becoming increasingly likely that the families in Oma may never see justice and that's without wherever the British government go with the legacy bill. And that's the horrific truth that is so hard to
1: accept. Like 29 people, including a mother pregnant with twins, lost their lives. Scores were injured. Many of them carry the injuries.
2: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: And the the effect of the injuries to this day, but I listened to an interview at the weekend, Peter, with, with a woman who survived um, and she was able to walk away from it. And she has a, she said
2: survivor's guilt is destroying her life. Yes. Um, she walked and, away. Uh, a number of people are in Omah who've received help from services such as the We of Trauma Centre in Belfast who, who deal with PTSD. You know, you're talking about the emotion of the day you know the, the emotion was there at the time and I felt it as a 25 year old and down there I'm a 50 year old that I spent half of my life has been pre good Friday agreement and half of my life has been post Friday yes. agreement but I'm not afraid to say that as a hardened journalist I stood there on Sunday and listened to the names of each of those who were killed in the bomb and were read out on Sunday as part of that service on their ages and it is 29 people who were killed but one of the victims um, was the mother of unborn twins and those twins were given names, um, and those were read out um, on um, on Sunday. Sunday. And just list, just listening, just listening to that moment and thinking, you know, of those two children that never even got to be born and yeah. were taken away by what happened on that, as you say, sunny Saturday afternoon at the end of a festival week in a small market town yeah. in Northern Ireland. And again, the reality being that um, you know, I, I, and, and sad as it is, you know. Um, very many of the victims would not have been the victims apart from the, the confusion about the yeah, warnings. That's right. Uh, when actually the, the, court, the courthouse was the reported target, the thought target, and one of the calls had indicated that. So the RUC at the time believed they were doing the right thing, removing people away from the courthouse and down Market Street. And yet they were moving more and more people towards the locus of the explosion. Right. A 500-pound bomb in the back of a red Vauxhall Cavalier.
1: It's it's one of the questions that gets asked, and for me, I don't think it's ever been properly answered. Was the warning deliberately wrong?
2: And that's one of the things that they would hope to establish as part of this inquiry, because there was, you know, those that the warning sent them towards the bomb. It did, and, and the, the car had been hijacked um, in, in County Monaghan. Small number of days beforehand, and the plates changed. Those that were responsible, you know, only spent about 40 minutes in Ome. They, 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 they set that bomb in about 20 past half past two on a Saturday afternoon, and then put the call in about 20 minutes later. It exploded at. at at ten past three. There is some confusion about what exactly were said in the calls. There were a couple of calls made. One was made to U T V, one was made to the Samaritans in cold rain. There was a recording of one of those, you know, those two messages were slightly contradictory. There was a lot of traffic as well in terms of, of um the Oman, the town centre in the afternoon, there was a bit of confusion about what exactly was the right thing to yeah. to do. So, you know, the real IRA, it dealt them a body blow. They came out afterwards and, and apologized and said they that do. it was never their intention to, to to um to take the lives of, of so many civilians. You'll know that those who believed you know during the troubles that they were planting bombs always thought that there would be what they called civilian casualties or casualties of war, but the the real IRA said it was never their intention. their tactic at the time was to target what they saw as symbols of uh, British oppression and of the mm-hmm. empire, things like the police service and all, and, and things like the the courthouse but there's a, the reality is you know it, 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 regardless of who you were targeting, who you thought you were targeting that day? How any individual human being can drive a bomb on the back of a car into a market town on a Saturday afternoon in the sunshine and walk away, knowing that there are going to be casualties—never mind fatalities—from that? You know, it's inexcusable, whether it's whether it's one person hurt or twenty-nine people killed.
1: I visited it, um, Peter. Um, it's in your Bailey Wake up there, but I was on holidays in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one in the north, and I made it my business to visit uh, Oma, and the day I was there, it was in July, but it was a gorgeous summer, sunny day, and I just drove through that beautiful little town, and I could feel the tears coming.
2: Absolutely. And and, and, and it is sad in the history of Northern Ireland. People talk about places like like, like Oma, they talk about places like Tiban. They, yeah. um, like they talk about places like Greysteel, they talk about places like Loughan Island, and those places would never have made the news but for the fact that they were the scene of atrocities during the Troubles in Northern Ireland. And that's not what any place wants to be known for. And as you you know, Oma's got so much more to it than that. Beautiful place. You speak to people around the world and mention the word Oma, and the first thing they think of is that bomb and those horrific images. 25 years ago today. Peter, thank you. Peter McVeary.
1: A station director of our wireless colleagues u105 and there's a ceremony today quiet ceremony to remember what happened in oma on what was a gorgeous summer's afternoon 25 years ago today peter thank you courts 96 fm